Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Good afternoon, everyone, and uh, happy Lundi Gras. Uh, hope everybody's uh, safe and uh, have a good time, but be careful out on the streets. Mike Detelier along with Charlie Long tonight. Bobby taking the week off for Mardi Gras. He'll be back next week with us. Charlie, a lot of things happened uh, over the weekend, and we saw the LSU baseball team, as advertised, a uh, three-game sweep over Western Michigan. Um, we, we'll have Jay Johnston on Jay Johnson on tonight, also at five thirty-five. So uh, we'll get to talk to the uh, the skipper of the uh, Tigers and uh, impressive pitching. Uh, that's what jumps out at me. Three games, you give up what five total runs? Yeah, not much to complain about, right? I mean, Western Michigan coming to town. It wasn't like a premier matchup or anything by that means, but I mean, the, they welcomed them in, held them to five runs on nine hits in twenty-seven innings. As you said, pitching staff was absolutely incredible. It was something else. Uh, we'll talk also about Derek Carr making his trip uh, to New York over the weekend. Uh, John Butchko, who is on Locked On New York Jets on the Odyssey Network, will be on with us at 435 to tell us how that went. And uh, the market just got raised. Man, Daniel Jones, um, I know he changed agents over the weekend. But if you think some team's going to give you $45 million, you're crazy. There's no, yeah. just no way in the world no, that's happening. That was so eye-popping, I couldn't help but include it in the sports slash, right? I mean, pro football focus, Mike Florio just comes out and says, listen, Daniel Jones is changing agencies because he doesn't think the Giants are offering him enough money. What's enough money for Daniel Jones? Uh, because the, if you put the franchise tag on him, I think it's what, 32? It's over 32. Yeah. It's over $32 million with a non-exempt <laughs> franchise tag, which means that a team could technically sign him if they – did that, but they would have to give up two first round picks. No you one's going to do that for ain't Daniel nobody Jones. Giving up no first round picks for Daniel Jones. But I don't know what ballpark Daniel Jones is in, thinking that he could maybe get forty five million per year. I mean, if that happens, then the Saints are not going to get any type of a, <laughs> well, of a pay cut for the money, Derek Carr. The money we had on a couple people last week, they talked about thirty two to thirty four for Derek Carr. All I'm telling you is, I think that's going to be on the high side. I think it's going to be higher than that. I think it's going to be more than the $32, $33 million a year. Saints it, fans better hope that the Giants don't panic and sign Daniel Jones to a $45 no, million I, per year contract. Charlie, I, I don't see that happening. Uh, I think, to be honest with you, I think them putting this out, and if you go through Florio, that means the agent told this, this oh, to yeah, Mike. absolutely. And so he's putting that out there. Uh, and just kind of baiting the line a little bit because you can ask for anything in this world. Doesn't mean you're going to get it. Well, if Daniel Jones is worth 
more than $40 million per year, how much is Brian Dable worth? He's had one good year. <laughs> one and, decent year, yeah, even and, at and that. And he had it with Brian. And, under Brian Dable. Uh, and, you know, that if he leaves there, he won't be the same quarterback, believe me. Also, Lisa Stockton will be on with us, the uh, Tulane Green Waves women's basketball coach. Uh, broke uh, Leon Barmore's record mm-hmm. in college basketball for most wins ever in the state of Louisiana for a college basketball women's coach. And so I uh, want to thank Lisa for coming on tonight with us at 620. And then the Matt McMahon Show will come on at 7 o'clock. And, man, hard times for LSU men's basketball. Yeah, I mean, it just it's like a snowball effect. The snowball keeps rolling down the hill, and they, they just keep on piling up losses. It's really unfortunate. They, they got off to such a good start pre-SEC play. They win their first SEC game, and then ever since then, they just can't figure out a way to win. I mean, it's not even just the fact that they don't have the most talent on the team. It's the fact that when you lose every single week for over two months, I mean, it, there's, it gets into a mentality thing. Like, you can't figure out how to win a game. It, it no, just, you figured out how to lose. I know. They're you, finding you, ways to lose. You, you remember the Georgia to, game last weekend? When they had a, they had an opportunity. They had them. Uh, and, you know, they let Hill uh, drive all the way down court. He throws up a high uh, sort of shot off the glass. It, it was a layup, but it was a high layup, right off, high off the glass, and it goes in. So, uh, again, tough year for Matt McMahon. Didn't surprise me understanding – once Will Wade left, uh, those guys were gone. Uh, that that was just going to happen. And uh, the old pirate, uh, uh, you know, he did what he had to do. He did win at LSU, but the cupboard was really bare for the, Matt McMahon. Yeah, absolutely. But the issue with LSU is that even some of these games that you look at the schedule, like this is a winnable game. Like this they team's haven't not been very able to good. pull it out. They still lose by double digits. I, it's been, as I said, it's been the snowball streak. They just can't figure out a way to stop the, the compounding losses. I mean, you get to, what is it now, 13 straight games, 14 straight games, my apologies, and it's it's just not, doesn't seem like it's going to end anytime soon. You watched the All-Star game last night, NBA? No, no I, I, I didn't either. I didn't really care to. I saw the co- the comments from uh, Denver coach Mike Malone and Boston forward J- um, Jalen Brown where they were both saying this is just terrible. This is not basketball. It's not what basketball should be. So, I mean, I saw Team Giannis won. I saw Jason Tatum put up 30 shots and scored 50 points. But uh, yeah. I watched the end of the uh, golf tournament. And uh, Did you watch any of the All-Star weekend? Uh, not much. Not like much of it. The contest or the cool. three-point contest? Uh, I was, no, I was quite. I know Trey finished second. Yeah, Trey did well. Uh, I mean, he, he he had a good showing. It's just Mac McClung had probably the best dunk contest showing since – Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine in 2016. So Then it was interesting last night. I see Greg Williams on one side of the field. Jim Hazelate, that's what Steve Spurrier would call him, Jim Hazlitt, uh, on the other side of the field for the football game for the XFL. Yeah, no, I, I didn't get a chance to check out the XS, XFL, but I heard that it was really exciting. Like they have some the ending new rules, was, uh, like new, new rules for like the endings of the games. Oh, yeah. It, uh, again, uh, they just kind of floating this out, and we'll see. The NFL may adopt it. They they adopted some of the rules. That camera above was never there for an NFL game to the XFL, the original, you know, when Vince McMahon had it, uh, and the NFL sort of adopted it uh, after that. They they went to it. So um, again, though, uh, man, you see the quality. It, it's semi pro football, you right. know. It's semi pro, but whatever gives these opportunities uh, for young men. Uh, to play and you don't have to send them to Europe 
uh, my neighbor for so many years, Joe Clark, uh, he coached in, in NFL Europe, and, and he had always told me uh, that Al Davis uh, was a big proponent of let's get these type games uh, in the United States. Let's stop sending everybody to Europe. We can do this in the United States instead. And it never – they were trying to, I think, get Europeans to watch NFL football. Right. And so putting them – you know, if it was in Italy, if it was in London, wherever, uh, Rhinefire, uh, Amsterdam, they were trying to get them more assimilated with NFL football. But, uh, man, financially, it cost you a lot of money. And, and Al knew how to count money pretty well, but he would always tell uh, Coach Clark, hey, we got to do this in the States. And I remember one, the, one year Joe coaches in Amsterdam, and his quarterbacks that year were Jake DeLome, uh, he had. Um, it was one Go year uh, out from the Raging Cajuns. Kurt Warner, uh, who had played some semi-pro football and arena football, right. he was there. And Mike McCoy, and, and Mike, um, Joe always said, "There's always a trick when they give you the third quarterback. Something's wrong." But Mike was there actually to learn uh, how to be a coach. And actually became the head coach of the Carolina Panthers at one time. Denver Broncos. He was there for a while, um, and so he had all he had all three of them at one time. And he said it was unbelievable to see how it was done in Amsterdam, which he said you know makes Bourbon Street look like romper room. There you go on the weekend. Uh, things that are happening out there, but uh, man, at one time to have Jake Delhomme. And Kurt Warner, and same, same team, back room. and like he said, it was just balancing, giving them both uh, enough snaps mm-hmm. uh, to be seen because that's why you're there for. Right, it is the development of of quarterbacks. And uh, uh, Adam Vinatieri was a kicker uh, for him, and he had never been a special teams coach, and he was coaching for Al Luganville. You see his son now um, on ESPN, but the dad. And he said, Joe, you didn't use special teams coach. What? Special teams coach? I ain't never coached no special teams. I don't know what to tell a kicker. He says, I'll walk out there. And he said, I, I, I didn't know. Uh, he thought his name was Alan. <laughs> he didn't even know it was Adam. Mike. But he, he called him uh, Dakota. He figured he could remember that because he was from South Dakota. Okay. Uh, so his that was his deal. Uh, he kicked him. And he said, the first time I saw him kick, I was like, man, this dude can kick. Uh, he's really good. He said, kid, why are you here? So, uh, man, I, I've never left the States before in my life. Uh, I've never left the United States. Mm-hmm. And so he was there to kick. And he says, i never forget we play in the Ryan Farr. And he said the, the wind uh, front had passed, and it really got windy. And he popped one from like 54 yards against the wind. He said he cleared it by at least seven or eight yards. Uh, he said that that's how good of a kicker he was. And uh, so, yeah, he, he they were – labeling Joe the the guru of kickers. Man, he said, I never told Vinatieri anything. I just told him, how you want it held, kid? And he said, I told the kick, hey, you, you heard him? He wants it kind of pointed a little forward. He said, that's all I did with Vinatieri. But he said the headlines in the paper the next day was uh, coaching guru Clark. Uh, nice. uh, so he said, man, listen, I took the credit for it, but I, I didn't do anything. He said it was all Vinatieri. How long do you think it takes for Vinatieri to get in the Hall of Fame? I know the NFL's kind of got that weird thing with special teamers, but... He won't get in the first couple of years, but it won't be long afterwards. He's okay. the best special teams kick. Now, Tucker is still kicking. Now, he's in another category. Right. Uh, but other than Tucker, is Venetarian to me, Martin Anderson, best kickers I've I've ever seen. 
So you give it like four or five years? I, I would think. And he's going to get in. That That's a big push uh, for Vinatieri. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870 right after this break. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detilla along with Charlie Long. Uh, tell everybody at 435, John Butchko from Locked On Jets podcast will join us to talk about uh, Derek Carr's visit to New York. We've had a lot of texts and people also ask me about when you can start tagging players. Uh, franchise tag, exclusive, non-exclusive, actually starts tomorrow. Oh, wow. Starts tomorrow. Uh, I did a couple shows over the weekend in Philly and there's talk there that they would still like to sign Chauncey Garner Johnson to a long-term deal but if that can't get worked out the tag is an option he is a guy that most likely will get a tag and it looks as though uh, the tag will also go on Orlando Brown uh, the left tackle for the Chiefs. Okay. All you got to do is uh, slip on that Super Day, uh, Super Bowl game tape and see what he did uh, covering up that backside of Mahomes. And, man, uh, uh, so you can see now no player likes it because it's just a one-year deal. Now, you make a ton of money in that one year, uh, but basically you just sort of locked in that one year. The Eagles are an interesting situation because I remember we talked about this a couple of weeks back. The first time that they won the Super Bowl back in 2018 – the whole situation was they had all these players that 
were in their prime, but then they went out and got paid, and then they had to rebuild the, the whole roster basically from the ground up. And they did that. They made it back to the Super Bowl. They didn't win it this year, but they have a lot of players that are due for contracts, and especially on defense. They got a lot of older players. That's true as well. And, and so, man, you know, you, you think about you know who you're going to pay and who you're not going to pay on that. They also have draft capital, you know, because they have two first-round picks. Yeah, the Saints and theirs. Uh, so again, they're not going to pay Miles Sanders. That's that's no, what I'm thinking, no, Mike. No. I they think they might they use one Miles. of those picks on Bijan Robinson if he's there. They're not going to use the tenth pick. No, probably not. But th- they might use their later first round pick. Uh, because for me, Bijan is the only guy that's worth a first round pick in this draft class. I think he's the only guy that's going to go. I only have twenty. I think it's either 23 or 24 first-round pick grades. Bijan is like 12, mm-hmm. uh, but he won't go that high. The second round is really interesting because you look at Jameer Gibbs from Alabama. Uh, he's uh, like either, I think, 33 or 34 for me. And in the 40s, it's uh, Devin A-Chain. And so yeah, those two guys would most likely go in round two. And then it comes the bunch you hit all of a sudden uh, Tajay Spears from Tulane, uh, Zach Charbonnet from UCLA, uh, Tank Bigsby from Auburn. I- I'm just telling you, that guy is – not a lot of people are talking about him, but he, I think, can really play uh, at a super high level. I think those guys are going round three, and there may even be a fourth. So I think the run on running backs – will probably be in the third and fourth round. Gotcha. The, the devaluation of the position. Now, Robinson, he is who he is, and some team will use a first-round pick on him. What I'm more intrigued in, who becomes and where does the second back get picked? Because then that may set a little bit of a chain reaction. If you were looking for a back, and I think it'll be Gibbs, but then where does Devin A. Chain fall into the – pattern afterwards i can't imagine gibbs falls much further past like the start of the second round huh listen i had alvin Kamara as the first pick in round two uh deuce and i you know we sitting next to each other on draft day 2017 and i had accidentally yellowed his name out and he 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 pointed toward the name did he get picked where he's at and and i thought about it and i said man i i I messed that up. And he was the highest-rated player. He falls into round three. And then, bang, all of a sudden we see the Saints are up in a trade. Come to find out it was was for Alvin at that point. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870, talking a little bit of Derek Carr uh, right after this commercial break with John Butchko from Locked On Jets Podcast. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail along with Charlie Long. And uh, we're going to go to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line. We have John Butchko from the Locked On Jets podcast. John, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. My pleasure. Great to be here. 
John, uh, tell us a little bit about what you know on the visit for Derek Carr. You came to New Orleans, uh, had a couple-day visit, uh, got kind of wined and dined here, and then decided, uh, man, I don't want no trade. Uh, let me go out in the free agent, which is the smart thing to do because I think it's financially better off for him uh, to do that. Uh, so what do you know about the visit uh, to New York with the Jets? It's interesting because in the lead-up – to this visit, it really had not seemed like the Jets had a ton of interest in him. All of the buzz in the media was about Aaron Rodgers being the Jets' primary target. And then maybe about a day before he came to New Jersey to visit the Jets' facility, the word broke that the Jets were actually the only team other than the Saints to speak with the Raiders about a potential trade for Carr before he was released. By all accounts, it sounds like the visit went well. Uh, the buzz out of the Jets uh, from the media, out of the Jets front office, is that it sounds like they're ready to prepare to make an offer for him. <laughs> so the question now is whether the Jets are going to wait for Aaron Rodgers to see what he wants to do or whether they're just going to go full speed ahead with Derek Carr. And both, you know, there's, there's a, there are pros and cons to both approaches. You know, if, you, if, you, if you decide to wait to see what Aaron Rodgers wants to do. Derek Carr may be gone by the time you figure out what's going on with Rodgers, and then you could end up stuck with nobody. You know, and I think the other side to that is if you want to get Aaron Rodgers, then, you know, do you make the move with Carr? And if you, Because if you sign Carr, obviously you're not getting Rodgers, so then you take yourself out of Rodgers. So it, it's an interesting decision that just have in front of them. Would the Nathaniel Hackett, Hire and man, I want to know how that went down in New York. Uh, after watching what happened in Denver, uh, when he was running this show, um, you know, the Aaron Rodgers thing I think is so intriguing. I can't see him walk back in into that facility again. I, I think the way he walked off that field, and every indication from everybody in Green Bay is you know what, he's ready to leave, and we're ready to get rid of him at this point. Uh, and would New York be the right fit? Because, man, you guys got a whole bunch of really good, young, talented players. Would he be the final piece of the puzzle? Because Derek Carr yeah. is going to upgrade your quarterback position, and Rodgers takes it to another level. If you're getting the Aaron Rodgers that we know, he did not have a very good year last year. And now I know he was dealing with a, you know, a broken bone, and uh, I think it was a broken thumb that, you know, could have impacted his play last year. But even before that injury, you know, he was not playing all that great. And the other aspect to this that I look at is, as you mentioned, the Jets have a lot of young talent. If you get Rodgers, I mean, I view it as more of like a one- to two-year rental-type situation. Yep. You know, I think this is a little different. You know, this is, there are some recent examples, Brady going to Tampa Bay or Stafford going to the Rams. But those were teams that I think had a shorter window than the Jets. So, from that standpoint, you know, I don't know how much I love the fit. And the thing that I'll tell you, the thing above anything else that gives me concern about the Jets making a move from Aaron Rodgers is the contract because he's got a $60 million, and that's 6-0, million salary next season. Now, they, the way the contract is structured, the Jets will only be charged $15 million next season, but that's kicking $45 million. You know, that, the, money, the, the other $45 million doesn't go away. It just goes to a future season, and it goes to a point where – you know, the, by the point the Jets have to pay that, that could be around the time they're trying to. They need to give Sauce Gardner a new contract. They need to give Garrett Wilson a new contract. So, I look at the timing of this. 
I look at Rodgers' play last year. I think I'm in the minority of this among people who cover the Jets, among people who follow the team. I will tell you that I think a lot of other people are much more – are, are much bigger believers in the idea that Jets would trade for Rodgers than I am. But I look at this, and I actually have some pretty major concerns. So you would rather go with Derek Carr? I would. I, I view Derek Carr kind of akin to what the Kansas City Chiefs did 10 years ago when they got Alex Smith, where he can buy you time. And I think one of the problems the Jets have had, and this goes, you can take this all the way back to 2009 with Mark Sanchez, is when they have drafted a quarterback in the first round, it's been a desperate situation where they had to pick a quarterback, and that was true with Sanchez in 09, right after Brett Favre retired. Last time, by the way, the Jets were interested in a <laughs> Hall of Fame Packers quarterback at the end of his career. Um, if you go to 2018 with Sam Darnold, essentially they're, they essentially had this two-year plan that was built around drafting a quarterback in 18. In 21 with Zach Wilson, the Jets were kind of at a point where they had nothing at quarterback in those years, and they felt like they had to draft somebody. And Sometimes that's where you make a mistake because sometimes it's maybe where you reach for somebody. Sometimes maybe you overlook a player's flaws because you need somebody so badly that you, it's kind of convenient to kind of turn a blind eye to a player's flaws. So my view is that if you get Derek Carr, he buys you a couple of years. He, get, he gets your stability. You're not in a situation where you need to draft a quarterback, but you're in a situation where you can wait for the right guy to come to you. And I'm not sure there's ever going to be another Patrick Mahomes available for the Jets. But you can wait, just as Kansas City waited for Mahomes and then got him, and then were able to sit him for a year. I, I view Carr as that guy who can provide you stability. And I think the Jets you know, can make some noise next season with Derek Carr as their quarterback because they have a lot of talent on defense. The offense needs some work, but you have two very good pieces at the skill positions, and Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall, who are entering their second season. So for me, it's, I'm not arguing that if Derek Carr has had a better career than Aaron Rodgers. That would be a ridiculous thing to argue. I'm not even necessarily saying Derek Carr is going to be the better quarterback for the Jets next season, but I'm saying when you factor in price, if the price was completely equal between the two of them, you know, I might go with Rodgers, but I think the price when you're talking about both the contract Carr's going to get and the fact you won't have to trade anything to get him, whereas with Rodgers you'll have to trade probably a couple draft picks. For me, Carr's the better fit. Not the better quarterback, but the better fit. John, a player that you had just mentioned, Brees Hall, someone that really impressed before he tore his ACL early on in the season. The last I saw about him is that he was ahead of schedule in his recovery. He's expected to be ready for training camp. What's kind of the expectations for year two with a fully healthy Brees Hall? The other thing, too, John, to piggyback what Charlie has is uh, also Makai Becton, uh, the, the big tackle, because he went down real early uh, for the Jets. Okay, so I'll give you two different answers to that. For Brees Hall, as you guys <laughs> mentioned, he – it's funny. The Jets actually had both rookies of the year this year. They had yeah. Sauce Gardner, the defensive rookie of the year, and they had Garrett Wilson, the offensive rookie of the year. And that's only the third time in history that's happened. But I got to tell you, if Brees Hall had not gotten injured, I think he actually would have won the rookie of the year I agree. over yeah. Garrett Wilson because he was having such a major impact. And the Jets were winning games, even though Zach, this was a point where Zach Wilson was in the lineup. Zach Wilson really wasn't playing that well, and they weren't really getting that much out of their passing game. In fact, Brees Hall's last three games, the only the only time the Jets threw for more than – in one of those three games, the Jets threw for more than 125 yards. And it was a game where Brees Hall had about 100 receiving yards uh, on his own. You know, he he kind of lifted this offense on his back through at a point where they were not getting much out of their passing game. Now, 
as you, you're, you're absolutely right. He said that on the head of schedule, he's expecting to be ready for training camp. We'll see. Uh, I do wonder a little bit about, I, I, you know, even you've seen it and you've, you've seen it in New York with Saquon Barkley, even when a player's healthy enough to be on the field, and even when there's not a great risk of re-injuring, sometimes it takes a year or two for him to get back to being himself completely. So that's the question. I think, you know, my hope is that he's the same guy who was pretty much not, not just the best player on offense, but for a three-week stretch before he went down was the entire offense. Now, if you get Garrett, Derek Carr or Rodgers in here with Garrett Wilson, maybe he doesn't need to carry as big of a load. But I think it's a question mark. I expect him to be good. Is he going to be great? I think that's an open question, and I think we'll have to wait and see how he looks come training camp. As far as Beckton goes, I, I don't think you can expect anything because <laughs> not just did he go down to training camp this year, he only played one game in 2021. He, he suffered a season-ending injury in week one against the Carolina Panthers that year. And that comes after a rookie year where you know he had some bumps and bruises that year, even though you know, he, he obviously played more games. So I just think you're to the point where this guy has given you in one game the last two years. I, I, it's almost like you have to view anything you get from him as a bonus. I don't think he's a guy you can count on to play. You know, I, I'm not sure you can count on him to play eight, nine games, much less 17. With Robert uh, as head coach, you can see the emphasis and, and what he's placed on the defense. And, man, you guys have played some really great defense down the stretch just couldn't score enough points to get into the playoffs. So you know you are so close. What what are other areas other than the quarterback position are you looking at to upgrade uh, if it's free agency or in the draft? Joe Douglas, other than now if you put Zach Wilson in the mix, then you, that's a question mark. But, man, he has hit really good on most of his early-round selections in the draft. I think the spot other than quarterback you have to look at is the offensive line. And part of that goes back to Mr. Becton, who we were just talking about. It's you know, the two areas where the two biggest misses Joe Douglas has had, and I agree with you. I think his drafting, he's been, he's been very good. But the two big misses were quarterback, Zach Wilson yep. in 21, and then the year before, Mekhi Becton at left tackle. And I mean, my view is that the two most you – know, maybe you could argue the two biggest spots – the most important spots on your team are quarterback and left tackle. I don't think anybody's going to dispute quarterbacks number one. I think you could argue left tackle is number two. And it left the Jets in a tough spot because the other options they have internally at tackle, you know, really are kind of shaky. You have Dwayne Brown, who's you know, pushing 38, 39, who played hurt last year. I don't think you can bring him back. I think he's probably played the, the I think he's probably giving you the last bit of football he had in him. George Fant's going to be a free agent. You've got Max Mitchell, who was a rookie fourth-rounder they drafted, who was pressed into starting duty as a rookie and really did not play all that well. The one guy you, you look to uh, who, may be, who may be able to help you out of tackle is Elijah Vera Tucker. He was actually drafted as a guard back yeah. in 2021. And because of all the injuries they had last year, they kind of had to kick him out to tackle. And he played pretty well. Now, he played only played uh, – three, four games there, and part of that was because in the same game, Brees Hall got injured. Vera Tucker suffered the season-ending injury. It was a game the Jets won against Denver, and it ended up being a costly victory because to that point in time, Hall and Vera Tucker were the two, uh, were the two best players on offense. Um, so I think tackles, offensive line, and above all else, tackle is a spot you have to look to because it, it's a question mark. And 
you know, if, you, if you're bringing in a new quarterback and spending a lot of money on him, you want to invest to make sure he, you keep him upright. On the defensive side of the ball, I mean, the Jets are very good. They're very good on the defensive line. They're great at corner. I think they could still use, like, one guy who's, like, kind of like a cover a lot of ground in the middle of the field, you know, guy who just throws up big tackle numbers, guy who can cover uh, running backs or tight ends. It could be, that could be a linebacker. It could be a safety I think the defense is close to set, but that's the one thing you can use on the defensive side of the ball. And on offense, it's really, like I said, offense, offensive line and tackle. Quan Alexander, he was a guy, man, I saw him in high school and he signs on with LSU midway into his freshman season. He's a starter for Les Miles. Les hated to uh, play freshman. Uh, he was telling me, well, freshmen make freshman mistakes. Well, the sophomores and juniors were making them too. Uh, but, man, he breaks into the lineup, had some injuries, finally got healthy. Hits the NFL, plays pretty well in Tampa when he's healthy. Uh, San Francisco, he had a myriad of injuries. He comes with the Saints. He does a nice job, you know, when he's healthy out on the field. Um, what's the thought of, of Quan returning back to the Jets? I think they want him back. I think if they can afford him and the Jets have kind of a tight cap situation and beyond that they're going to have to bring in an expensive veteran quarterback. I think they like to keep him, though. I think they like what he brought to the table. He was kind of a late signing this year. They they got him in the summer. He was still on signed at that point, and you know he was he was kind of a part time player for the Jets, but I thought he played pretty well in in the role they had him in. So I I, I would imagine if the Jets can keep him, they'll they'd like to. What's your odds on him on Derek Carr signing with the Jets? Do you think they're the favorite at this point, or do you think maybe the Saints are? It's difficult to say because there's a wild card in this situation, and that's the owner, Woody Johnson. And through his tenure, Woody Johnson at points has imposed his will on the team. And the last uh, I mentioned the last time the Jets were interested in a Hall of Fame Packers quarterback near the end of his career, it was Brett Favre. And he essentially, and this has come out in the time since, he essentially dictated, I want Brett Favre. I think that the way things will play out, this is just my guess, is it just seems like Woody Johnson has become more involved. There are lots of rumors that he was behind the offensive coordinator change the Jets made. There are points where he's kind of in the background, and there are points where he becomes active. And I think he wants Aaron Rodgers. And I think, this is just a guess, I could be wrong on this, but I think that he's going to tell the people working for him to wait for Aaron Rodgers. And I'm not sure this Aaron Rodgers situation is going to be resolved but before Derek Carr signs with somebody. So I was anything, nothing would surprise me, but if you want my, my educated guess, it would be that I think the Jets are going to focus on Aaron Rodgers, even if it costs them Derek Carr. And I think that what they'll do is they'll view their plan B as maybe a Jimmy Garoppolo who has ties to their coaching staff. So I think I, I think the Jets would be comfortable with Garoppolo as their plan B, and I think that's the type of thing that might make them feel a little bit better about moving on from Carr in the quest for Rodgers. John, one thing I do know, when that multi-billionaire owner says, that's who I want, guess what? General manager and that head coach got their hands up. I agree with you, boss. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're going to go that route. John, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. My pleasure. All righty. John Butchko, for all things New York Jets, subscribe to Locked On Jets on the Odyssey app, 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870. We're finishing up here on our number one on sports talk on the Big 870. Mike to tell you along with Charlie Long, taking you to 7 o'clock today. I'm going to ask James and Paul to hold on till after the 5 o'clock news. I'll take you guys right after that. Charlie, what was interesting, what I heard from John Butchko on Locked On Jets podcast, I did a radio show in New York City this morning, and they said the exact same thing. They thought Woody Johnson, the owner of the Jets, He's going to want would push really hard for Joe Douglas, Robert Sala, to say, hey, look, I know it's cheaper for Derek Carr, but I want Aaron Rodgers. And <laughs> we all know when those guys get involved in these type deals what they want normally they push to get and so not only Butchko but uh, doing a radio show out in New York City this morning that was the exact same thing the host told me that he thinks this train is being driven by Woody Johnson it's the flashier name to, to go after Aaron yeah absolutely it's the flashier move I think that it was interesting that Butchko was kind of making the argument for Carr over Rogers as far as stability over the next few years who knows how much longer? I don't think Aaron Rodgers doesn't know how much longer he's going to play for. So, I mean, once again, it's the flashier move to go for a guy like Rodgers. But I don't know if you want stability. It seems like Carr might be the guy. I think with the way that I think are if it was Douglas's decision, I think if it was Douglas and Salah's decision, they would go with Derek Carr. But again. Uh, both of them <laughs> commented to me, this train is being driven by Woody Johnson, and he wants Aaron Rodgers. They had such a good draft class last year between Wilson, Gardner, Elijah Vera Tucker, another guy that he mentioned, Brees Hall. All these guys are going to be on rookie deals for a while, so they can't afford to pay that type of money to a guy like Aaron Rodgers. It's just a matter of how far it gets them. Yeah, that'll be the interesting thing. And does Aaron want to go to New York? Because mm. he does have that no-trade uh, part of his contract. Uh, James, Paul, hold on. We'll be right back with you right after this news break here on the Big 870 WWL. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 